The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Me, 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 me. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and taking the A-Train. Taking the A-Train. Great song. Yes, indeed. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we've got a fan-shaped arrangement of tech news on our coffee table, and we also have a warning about a devious new phishing scam. Devious phishing scam. Devious phishing, yes. Is that a new show on TV or uh, uh, no, Devious phishing, it could be. Devious phishing, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's on uh, you know the History Channel, which does all <laughs> the go. outdoor shows now. Trade Mark PTJ. Yes. But first, uh, some news. News, news. By the way, a couple things. couple things. The other day, you know the way we record in our secret bunker? Yes. Here? And, uh, you know, we have like a view directly yeah. across. Oh, of a hotel. Yes. Yeah. There's a hotel directly across from us. In full view, there was a guy standing in mm-hmm. totally tiny, what I will generously call a... Bikini brief. Okay. Undergarment. Of Undergarment some of sort. some sort. And I'm, if I'm a little rattled, mm-hmm. it's just because of that. When he turned around, it was like, wow, you know, there's like nothing left to the imagination. I hope you didn't pay a lot for that because you did not get a lot of fabric yeah, in that Yeah, no, garment, there's sir. not a lot of fabric in that. I'm All like, right. you know, I, this whole thing about having a hotel with these weird windows, yeah. really not a good idea, okay, folks. I mean, because the bow chicka bow could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm serious. I'm just waiting for it. I'm yeah. like, oh, geez, please. All I'm, right. No one needs to see this. Yes. All so right, I'm a little well, off my game today. All right, just look at your your thing of fizzy My water there. My brown fizzy drink. Okay, that'll yeah, calm me down. Just, you know, focus on that. Yes, I will focus on and, that. And uh, l- let's talk about uh, there, there's some some news. A lot of it's legal. Uh, legal news. And okay. The things happening, and also uh, curious. Curious. Any drones? No, no drones. Killer um, robots. No robots. Facial recognition, though. Mm, facial recognition. Uh, you know, that's yeah. that's a maybe. Yeah, we'll, maybe, we'll wait to hear what Amazon's doing with it here. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, let's just, just, we'll just cut to the chase here. All right, go for it. Ars Technica and others are reporting that Amazon's facial recognition technology needs a bit more work, really? uh, shall we say, especially when it comes to identifying people of color. No oh, surprise really? there, based on uh, what we've read of this technology. Mm-hmm. Nice. And now, as Ars recounts, uh, the American Civil Liberties Union of Northern California ran a little test of its own, and it said in this test, Amazon's facial recognition system, which is known as Recognition, with a K oh. in there, which makes it look very Germanic and whatnot, the software erroneously identified more than two dozen members of Congress as people who have been arrested for a crime. <laughs> and not the crimes that we think that they were. So many jokes. Yeah, so, so many jokes. Many just jokes. begging just to gonna, be. Yeah, yeah. just going to leave that one alone. But uh, an ACLU attorney said the organization downloaded 25,000 mugshots from what it described as a public source and then ran the official portraits of all 535 members of Congress through the recognition software, mm-hmm. asking it to match them up with any of the mugshots. Right. So fairly, fairly simple process there. Sure. The software ended up matching 28 of them. Of those 28, the ACLU's test flag six members of the Congressional Black Caucus, including Representative John Lewis, Democrat of Georgia, who, as Lewis. we all knew, is <laughs> a American... legendary African-American civil rights activist, author of the March Trilogy of Graphic Novels, Tireless Freedom Fighter. Um, and an American American hero. And an American hero, yes. Yeah. Little problem there, Amazon. The ACLU was actually able to run this test for less than $13, or as I think they said, less than the price of a pizza. Really? For getting all the data that they needed. 
So this is sort of like an off-the-shelf kind of thing. Yeah. That, that, but I think law enforcement agencies are, are using it in some regard. I think Orlando uh, possibly. Now, in response, Amazon put out a corporate statement saying that the ACLU should have increased the confidence threshold, which is a setting in the software uh, for the matching. <laughs> really? The company said that the recognition software is mainly used to help narrow the field and let humans make the final judgment. But still, I think they've got some fine-tuning to do. I think they really do. As I think we've discussed on the show before, much of the facial recognition technology uh, skews heavily to white male Mm -hmm. uh, pattern recognition. I know Asian women have had uh, some problems as well with face ID and the iPhone. Yeah. So hold on a second. It recognizes mostly white male faces, sort Uh, of like the guys who actually designed it. I believe that is what people are guessing is happening Uh, here. Okay. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, so so I think they need to broaden their pool of available data mm-hmm. uh, in order to match more types of people successfully. Is that confidence setting with a K? Uh, no, 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 it's still with a C, C, uh, C. Okay. but I don't know if Amazon will... Um, brand it? Yeah, brand that as well. <laughs> Recognition. So, so we'll keep an eye on that. And now Facebook, which has not had a good year so far in terms of public relations, election meddling problems, and also massive scandals surrounding the misuse of personal user data. I pretty much stopped using it. Yeah, they might finally be feeling a financial hit from all of these issues. Finally. The company's stock dropped more than uh, 23% in after-hours trading last week, which wiped out more than $120 billion with a B in market value in less than two hours. Wow, uh, wow. This came after the company reported a 42% increase in revenue and a 31% jump in profits for its second quarter compared with a year earlier, which sounds good. Yeah, uh, sounds good. On, on paper. I'll take it. But the numbers also came with a note about decelerating growth in sales and also the slowest growth that they've had since 2011 because I think they're just running out of people to sign up for Facebook. Yeah. And there are some people who have, have gotten annoyed and, and moved on from it. Yes, hello, me. Yeah, so uh, slowest growth since 2011 in the number of users. So all of this is making the investors a little skittery. Facebook has also said that it's going to be spending more money up front on security and and scanning things. Really? So they're, they're going to be putting more out. That's going to cut into profits. The company's chief financial officer also said revenue growth would substantially decline for the rest of the year, partly because the company planned to give users more options with their privacy settings, which would let them limit the kind of ads they saw. So mm-hmm. advertisers who are used to having this full ponderosa salad bar of people to pick from are, right. are going to get a limited, you know, maybe yeah. they just get the iceberg and just the blue the cheese there and, yeah, and, you, okay. and you don't get the full, you don't get the croutons and the cheese. So it's it's going to be more limiting for advertisers. And so all of this, even though they had very good numbers for what they're reporting, looking down the road, things are not perhaps looking quite so uh, rosy there. Yeah. And so... Uh, I'm I, yeah, I'm feeling a bit of schadenfreude right now. Is yeah. that it? Sch- schadenfreude? Yeah, schaden- yeah, the German, the mm-hmm. uh, enjoyment at the misfortune yes. of others. There you go. You're doing a dance? I'm doing a dance. Yes, all right. Just a little bit. I'm uh, sorry, Facebook, yeah, right. but you know. Well, th- there's another Facebook item here too. Oh, really? uh, you may have to put your dancing shoes back on. Um, they also may be feeling some heat from the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee, which is planning on holding two hearings on social media as part of its Russia investigation. Is it going to be anything like the last one when they talk to him? Oh, uh, well, I think they're bringing different people in. Well, uh, these cookies are delicious. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah mean, well, I, I think we're still bringing the old, the same senators. <laughs> oh, jeez. So. I don't know if they have all had crash courses on uh, computers hope. for dummies yet or not. But, the interwebs um, does not have a pipe. Yeah. Okay? yeah There's the, no pipe. Yeah, and the tu- no joke. tubes there. Yeah, no it's, tubes. Um, except YouTube, yes. um, which is not actually a tube. But. Exactly. So, the, so the, the Senate Intelligence Committee is going to have another get-together. I think they're having like a pre-conference in the next week or so, and then they're having formal hearings in September. It's like a tailgate. 
Yeah, they just, yeah. you know, they just get to, you know, their planning session or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Facebook executives are invited as our representatives from Google and Twitter. First week of September, I think, is when they're trying to pencil this in. And the senators have some questions about how tech companies handled Russian interference and pre-election disruption on their platforms. Sheryl Sandberg, Facebook's chief operating officer, and Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, have both confirmed their attendance at this party that the Senate is throwing for them. The Google CEO, uh, Sundar Pichai, has not yet responded to the panel's invitation. It's probably just lost in his mail. Um, mail. Yeah, you know, gets a lot of Gmail. Yeah, so we'll be having more hearings, I guess, probably televised on C-SPAN. Oh, I'm having popcorn ready for that because, you know, hey, they they ask those riveting, incisive questions. Yeah, well, it makes you realize that, that... there is a, a vast breadth of technological knowledge out there. And even though we take it for granted because we're nerds and we've been doing this since the 80s yeah. and read about it all the time, not everybody is so enamored and they may have a different perspective. on You are, on, you are a real diplomat. You know that? I, I try. I was going to say because they don't know Jack. Yeah, but, well, yeah. You know, I mean, you... Are taking the high road. Yeah, and, and they'll course. get to know Jack, too, because Dorsey's going to be there. There you go. So. There you go. Nicely done. Well played. Thank you. Um, well played. It was not all gloom and doom and boom. There goes the stock price off a cliff there at the Facebook, really? uh, though the company did find time to launch a new feature called Watch Party for Facebook Groups. This is not a mass celebration on the joy of timepieces. Uh, I know you were thinking that. I exactly um, was. I really was. It's a new way for people to watch videos on Facebook together in real time. Uh, it works like this once a watch party is started. Participants can watch videos live or recorded and then interact with each other around the same moment on Facebook. I see. You're just, we. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, or you could go and make human contact with your friends and yes. get a pizza and for probably about the same price as this ACLU test yeah, cost. And exactly. ACLU is kind of busy this year, aren't they? They are very busy, yeah. um, but they're 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 very frugal though. Yes, they and are. I like their their spending. Yes, um, so so Facebook Watch, uh, you don't really see you. I don't really. Not see Not even it. a Voltron party. Well, yeah, but you know what? If it's going to be Voltron, I'd rather you know yeah. have a dress up thing, have a cosplay thing. Yeah, Let's with your friends. It. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, because you've got the whole, you know, I guess it's designed for people who are not in the same. So you have location. to watch the show through Facebook? Yeah, live live videos there through through Facebook. I, uh, I don't know about this. No, I think they're doing like baseball games and there are trying and those new shows we talked about. Let's be honest, man. Baseball is boring. Baseball it, is, I mean, I love baseball. Don't get me wrong. But watching but a watching a video game, stream on it is not your. Yeah. You know, it's like it's 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 a game of patience. So I don't know. It'll be like three and a half hours of snarky comments. Yeah. Waiting for something to happen. Exactly. I I don't know about that. Wasn't the best place to see baseball is to sit with the bleacher creatures in Yankee Stadium and completely harass everyone in the outfield? Absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that, that should be the Just don't bring batteries. Yeah. No batteries. No batteries. Well, moving on, uh, the battle between some social media services and the InfoWars site which is known for its hysterical untrue conspiracy theory videos, has stepped up uh, quite a bit. Uh, has it? Well, while Facebook is still trying to deal with it, YouTube has given InfoWars a strike, sort of a, uh, you know, house oh. points, Harry Potter kind of thing, yeah, um, yeah. for violating community guidelines on content containing hate speech and child endangerment, according to The Verge site. InfoWars got its YouTube slap after it posted two videos containing hate speech against Muslims and another one for hate speech against transgender people. Another video showed the InfoWars founder Alex Jones making fun of a child who was pushed to the ground by an adult. In a statement, YouTube said, We apply our policies consistently according to the content in the videos, regardless of the speaker or the channel. We also have a clear three strikes policy, and we terminate channels when they receive three strikes in three months. 
Infowars has received a few strikes in the past, uh, which prevented it from showing live videos for 90 days. But they, they've, they've got a strike here, so... Not impressed. Yeah, they, you would just like to see, instead of a strike, of a full punting. I'll take your example, and I'm going to take the high road here. Yes, so uh, and Infowars did post a controversial video around the Robert Mueller investigation on Facebook, uh, but Facebook, in contrast, declined to issue a penalty or reprimand. So really? Facebook yeah. is still, with we're just a platform, what they put on is not our business, we can't police free speech. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, so Facebook is still in that camp. But th- there's been a lot of... May I? Oh, May okay. I? okay. <sighs> That's all Ooh, I got to say. That was some diaphragm that. in that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah. I, was, um, I was feeling that one. Yes. Um, but the, the whole politics and social media thing. Time more, out here. More? I got to ask. Yeah. I got to ask. Did Alex Jones have his shirt on when he did this video? I, I did not see You the did video. not watch the video? Good for you. Okay. Good for you. Um, I take it you've seen Alex Jones videos before? Uh, I've seen him shirtless. Okay. Which, you know, I don't want to see that again. I see. I, I don't understand why he NFSW, didn't have a shirt. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why he didn't have a shirt on, but he filmed a particularly long video that I was watching for some reason, and he had no shirt on. Well, um, moving on. Moving uh, on, yes, please. Social media and politics, though, are hopelessly entwined. Yes, um, they are. Twitter has been accused of shadow banning prominent Republican politicians and supporters by not featuring them in suggested posts or other marquee spots on the service. Some famous politicians have spoken out about this, including one very famous tweeter. But a Twitter spokesman said that in a statement, the company does not engage in shadow banning. Just flat off said, quote, we are aware that some accounts are not automatically populating in our search box and are shipping a change to address this. The profiles, tweets and discussions about these accounts do appear when you search for them, end quote. So they're saying they're there. We're not taking them off the service. They just don't float to the top if they're gauging your interest and trying to figure out what you're going to click on. Maybe these people are just not popular. Th- there is could it be possible? that. I it mean, could, it could be. Um, you know, it, it's a crazy world out there. And these politicians are worried about Twitter. Yeah, which Twitter. to me, a lot of people I know are kind of moving away from it because uh, of the whole toxic yeah. cesspool thing. Well, most, um, I, see, that's the thing. That's something. That's a trend that really, I mean, people should really start paying attention to. There's a lot of people moving off the social networks. Yeah, and maybe this is an attempt to to get more people back. But Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, again uh, in the news here, said in a tweet, we have a lot more work to do to earn people's trust on how we work. Was his statement of Twitter's uh, product head uh, also said, to be clear, our behavioral ranking doesn't make judgments based on political views or the substance of tweets, end quote. So Twitter's saying, no, it's just some algorithm. We're not actively banning people with conservative viewpoints. They just don't happen to come up as much because maybe they're I don't not know. as popular. I yeah. don't know. Maybe yeah, who knows? But, but Twitter saying no, we don't shadow ban, so they're going to look into that. I think there's already been some congressional talk, and conservatives have been pushing back about Twitter because they feel that they are not represented as much on the service. Um, now, another Twitter news: uh, the company's put fresh security measures in place for fighting cryptocurrency scammers. Really, the bird theme microblogging service now automatically locks unverified accounts that change their display name to that of Elon Musk. If you have a non-verified account that is not associated with a phone number, changing your display name to Mr. Tony Stark, SpaceX, Tesla CEO will result in an immediate lockout. Twitter then asks you to pass one of those uh, Turing CAPTCHA tests, as well as to provide a phone number to regain access to your account. Now, uh, they also talked to The Verge about this, and the Twitter spokesman said, as part of our continuing efforts to combat spam and malicious activity on our service, we're testing new measures to challenge accounts that use terms commonly associated with spam campaigns. We are continually refining these detections based on changes in spammy activity. 
there's been this whole thing, this Elon Musk cryptocurrency scam mm-hmm, going around. Mm-hmm. And so Twitter's uh, specifically locking that out for his account. Uh, they declined to comment on whether the measure had put in place for other public figure Twitter accounts. I'm sure they must so because I'm, I'm sure, sure there's impersonation yeah. all over the of place. Course. But this happens to be cryptocurrency uh, ripoff scams. So, so they're leaping into action for that. Google is also stepping up its security game, not necessarily on this, but the company announced improvements to its USB device for authenticating identities. You know, they have those those little tiny mm-hmm. hardware keys now. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm very interested in those. Yes, it's called the Titan Security Key, and it's part of FIDO, which I think dogs, but it's fast identity online. Uh, it's a new standard. Arf, arf, arf. Yes. Yeah. And includes firmware developed by Google to verify uh, the integrity of the owner. Google feels that the use of security keys is the strongest, most phishing-resistant authentication factor for uh, people who need to keep uh, security at the utmost, like cloud server administrators, um, for one. Titan security keys are now available to Google Cloud customers and will be available for anyone who wants to buy one. You can just go to the Google store and, and pick yourself up a key there. I mean, they had a ton of other security announcements. They made a bunch of announcements in March of all the stuff they were going to do, and now they've come back and said, well, this is what we did. So mm-hmm. for people who want to know more uh, Google security, we'll, we'll link to that announcement. There's a lot of security stuff. It's, that, it's a very... That GPDROF are, thing that happened in whatever the heck it is. Yeah, in, yeah, uh, the, in the, the, the GDPR, EU. yeah, the EU's right. privacy regulations. I think I it's think, really shaking uh, these companies up a little bit. Yeah, well, there's a little bit of that. There's also just been rampant crime, and we're, we're going <laughs> to talk later in the show about this, <laughs> this latest fishing... Rampant crime. Yes. Rampant crime all over the rug. All over um, the rug. Yeah, but that's that's not all from, from Google HQ, really? though. Google Chrome has been updated to version 68, and it now tells you when you're on a not-secure website uh, that's using the old unencrypted HTTP mm-hmm. protocol instead of the more secure HTTPS protocol. Okay. In fact, when you go on a site and after you've updated 68, it'll say not secure in that little URL, mm-hmm. uh, which I must admit the Pop Tech Jam page is still. Yes, we're still, we're working on it. Yeah, we're folks. working on that. But uh, this is going to hit a lot of sites people are going to see and say not secure. And it mainly is just saying that this it's not using this latest security protocol, not that the site has been hacked. Um, Engadget even looked into this and said, in most cases, the alert will serve as an indication that the website needs to update its credentials rather than a warning that someone is trying to do something sinister with your information. Engadget goes on to say, nonetheless, proceed with caution if you do decide to input sensitive data on these sites. Interaction with HTTP sites are broadcast unencrypted across the globe and can be interfered with uh, to insert ads, malicious software, trackers, or to redirect you to fake websites where passwords can be intercepted, end yep. quote. We're working on it, folks. Yes, We're um, working please on be it. patient. Please stand by. So that's uh, some of the security stuff. Moving away from that, though, hardware. Apple's new hardware releases are not always without controversy. Really? Uh, remember AntennaGate for the iPhone 4? Oh. What was that back in 2010? That's an old favorite, yes. Or the bending problem with the iPhone 6. Oh, Uh, yes. Yeah, people put them in their pants and the phone's bent. Yes, this time it's the i9 MacBook Pro of 2018 getting the uh, sort of unwanted attention from angry consumers. Uh Uh-oh. As these users have noticed, that laptop model has a very powerful and very hot processor, and it was found to be purposely uh, slowing down to cut down on the thermal load uh, because heat and computers are not a good pairing. So the software would see the heat and the chip getting really hot. And then just lower the performance to, to kind of not make it overheat. People say, I paid all this money to get the super fast processor and I'm not getting the performance that I want because it can't control its its thermal settings. There was a usual outcry. A lot of people hit the Apple blogs after noticing the performance drop. 
I believe Apple is issuing or has issued a software patch to make it better. But, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of the old uh, the customers kind of doing some R and D here. Wow. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna say a word. Yeah, I'm not gonna say a word. I mean, sending out half baked products like that, that yeah, just makes or over baked. Over baked in that case. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I, at so, least we don't have Steve Jobs around to tell us. To, oh yeah. Why don't you pack it in ice? Yeah. You know. Yeah, well, he always he would always come up with some smart ass response. Yeah, like and that. then go shred the engineering yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah, kind of miss the guy though. Oh yeah, I do too. He, he did give a good demo. He um, did indeed. Now Samsung is continuing its testing and research into flexible display screens. The company's OLED panel for smartphones has an unbreakable substrate and an overlay window that uh, attaches to it there, and it's just been certified by the underwriters' laboratories, the official testing company of OSHA. As you know, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration of uh, mm-hmm. the U.S. Department of Labor. And they've done all kinds of tests to see, well, is it really unbreakable? And it's passed them. Uh, this testing involves deep drops uh, based on military standards. And the Department of Defense test involves almost a four-foot drop above ground 26 times in a row with accompanying high and low temperature tests. So 71 degrees below 32, uh, oh. negative 32. Does the so military tend to drop a lot of stuff? Is that what? They, I think in, in times of combat, your stuff's getting banged oh, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah so, so so they've got some standards that they like to say. And then the Samsung uh, continued to function normally with no damage to the front sides or edges after oh. it got stomped on by the Department of Defense test. Nice. Uh, I guess they do have some flexible display products out there now. Uh, that attach a glass-covered window, but that breaks when it's severely impacted. So they're saying this new Samsung thing is actually better and living up more to the unbreakable tag. Samsung. And they've always been good with screens, I must say. Uh, Moving on, family plans are a good thing for Spotify's bottom line. In its second earnings report ever, the audio streaming service said it added 8 million subscribers and now has 83 million paid people uh, listening to its music. Much of that growth has come through its family plan program because Spotify knows that people signing up for the family plan tend to stay longer than those maverick individual subscribers. So I guess the kids like it. You stay on it. I got a family plan. My kids love it. Yeah. My wife uses it. There you go. You're one of the 83 million. Uh, And I barely use it. Yes. Well, do you ever get the chance? Yeah. No, I don't. Yes. Um, Now, this is one for Broadway fans. Um, Mm. A filmed version of Broadway's uh, Hamilton musical with the original cast, uh, which I believe they filmed in 2016 before that original cast, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Leslie Odom, uh, Philip Sue, all of the people on the cast album were still in the show, and they came in and had it professionally filmed in HD as a, a the original stage musical. That film, which people thought, uh, it appeared a little bit in this PBS special, and they always film Broadway shows for the Lincoln Center a Performing Arts Library just to have a record of shows that exist. People are saying now that this movie, though, this could be released as a film and it could fetch up to $50 million because some a lot of people can't afford New York, yeah, can't afford Hamilton, not. can't get here, want to see the show as it was originally produced. Yep. So there was some talk, uh, like the Bruce Springsteen concert, of maybe this being released as a film. And Netflix is said to be a major contender for really? the purchase of the Hamilton filmed performance. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I saw the show with the original cast. It is amazing if you can get there. I mean, no matter who's in the cast, the, the script holds up, the music holds up, the the choreography. See it if you can. It's a wonderful show and a, and a, a great history lesson for American history. But if you can't get to any performance of it, uh, being able to watch it on Netflix, I think I would just loop it constantly. Wow. that's I know my kids would. Yeah. it's They, um, they can't stop listening to the soundtrack. Yeah. My daughter's actually going next week or the week after yeah, with my wife. Yeah. 
So, so that's um, that, that's something that the arts and Broadway lovers uh, may look forward to. That would be very cool, Netflix. Yes, get um, on that. Get on that. Yes, uh, we have one little note from space. Space. Yes, we haven't done space in a while. Um, but life on Mars looking even more uh, like the, there was some new research is pointing uh, in that direction. As researchers have found what they think is a lake. Under the red planet's south polar ice cap, and it's spiders? about. Did they find spiders? I don't know if they found spiders in it, okay. but it's a twelve-mile lake, so it's a pretty big lake, uh, oh. as lakes go. Uh, if this research holds up, and it does prove to be a lake under this polar ice cap, scientists think this is the first sign of a persistent body of water on the planet that they've seen in the present day. Wow. NASA's Curiosity rover uh, has found water present on the surface in old lake beds and Mars in the past, but if this is actually a lake that's still existing underneath the frozen polar ice cap, that could be big. That's amazing. Where you got water, you got life. That's right. And finally. And finally. For those visiting or living in New York City, maybe you're coming in to see Hamilton at last, you uh, and you're experiencing the joy of our mass transit system here for the first or 17,000th time. Air quotes around joy. Yes. Joy. The Metropolitan Transportation Authority has launched the MyMTA app uh, just this month for Android and iOS devices. This new app uh, consolidates the function of previous MTA apps. So there was one just for like what time the train would come. Mm -hmm. There'd be one for Metro North. They had all these different apps out there that you, depending on the information you needed, you had to remember what app to use. I have a whole folder of them. Yes. Uh, so what they have done is they have gotten uh, someone to redesign this and they have put all of the MTA's various service for bus, subway, Long Island Railroad, Metro North, all those schedules, all those service alerts, all those uh, little bits of information about your transit journey. All this is in one app now. Really? Yes. It's called uh, Lowercase My MTA. It also notes uh, stations that have elevators uh, for people who need assistance or have strollers. Or um, lazy. Uh, or lazy. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for the least number of transfers or the shortest walking distance for places, they, nice. they help you That's out with that convenient. there. I like that. And you can buy Metro North and Long Island Railroad tickets uh, within the app. So, And then you get the usual uh, planned service, delays, alerts, and other, shall we call them challenges to using challenges. the New York City like transit system. Again, you're a diplomat. Challenges. We, we try. Yes. So so I, I've been using it for a week, and it's it's very colorful. I'm getting used to the interface, and you got to make sure that if you want bus information, you're tapped on the bus tab. Yes, the um, bus tab. So this is one app to rule them all? Yes, this is one app. I don't know if it will get you there on time, but not. it will tell you when the train let's is. Not maybe, let's not get crazy. Jimmy. Yeah, it, okay. it'll tell you if there's a sick passenger or we're having a signal Thank failure you. in Thank Queensboro you. Plaza or a steam pipe blows up in 23rd Street. Oh, or police activity. That's yeah, the police activity. One. That's the one that that's always been, you know, since 9-11, it's been police activity. Yeah. Police. Oh, I had a weird experience on the train the other day. What happened? Well, I don't know how weird because I've had really weird experiences yeah. was that I with, cannot share was this on this with family people show. people or rats? People. Okay, this people. people. So I'm coming in actually to do a podcast. Yes, as, as you do. As I do. And I'm just, you know, sitting there minding my own business. It was one of the rare times I didn't have my headphones on and I wasn't reading something. So I was just, you know, dazed, just off in the ether. Uh-huh. Um, and these guys, these young teenagers, they all flood in, they have posters and stuff and they're all dressed in these crazy getups. Uh-huh. And I, I'm like, oh man. And they're like incredibly loud. Were they Power Rangers? What were... What, they were all dressed like WWE wrestlers. Okay. And they proceeded, then a couple of guys with cameras came on and they proceeded to have an entire match on the train. 
on the subway car. Is this a promotional car. video or is this just it happened was, on it your line? It's just some kids with cameras doing something fun for YouTube. All right. It was apparently they've done it before and it went viral. I'm going to go find out what it is. All but right. in the subway car. In the car, okay. In the car, there's a guy with a skull cap on, you know, like one of these, you know, makeup things dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Another guy pretending to be Triple H. Another guy dressed like Kane. Did someone throw a folding chair at you? No, there weren't any folding chairs, but it was literally, they were doing the promos and everything inside the car. And just before I left, they started wrestling. <laughs> okay. Things happen. Well, you've seen the Star Wars, the clips about the Star yes. Wars people over there. Well, there's yes. a guy who get on to Darth Vader and just like sort of troll people. Yeah, but there are people who've gotten on yeah. and done whole scenes from Star Wars in yep. train cars too. So. Uh, this was a, a whole WWE wrestling match. There was a guy dressed like Vince McMahon walking up and down the car. It was... One of the few times that I can honestly say only in New York. Yeah. I can't imagine this would happen anywhere else without people getting tased or dragged out. Site-specific mobile theater. Yeah. We've got it all yes, here in New York. exactly right. They should put that in the MTA app when the performances will be. Right. And it's funny, though, because you could see the tourists, you know, because this is high tourist season in New York. Yes, it is. And you can see the tourists alternately terrified. <laughs> not knowing what's going on and folks getting into it thinking, wow, look at New York. Yeah. This is great. I've got stuff to show the folks back home yes, on Facebook. Exactly. Yes, They're never going to believe this back on the ranch. Yeah. It was amazing. Totally like, ah, oh, this is why I love this city so much. Wow. I don't love the subway. Don't get me wrong. I don't love the MTA. Yeah. But I love the city. You love events like that. I do. I have not had the wrestlers. I, I, I get the Tejano guys. I get uh, the doo-wop guys. The only thing about the Tejano guys is the dudes with those giant bases? Yeah. Man, come on, dude. You know, lower that, you know, whatever. Do whatever you got to do. That thing, I can feel it in my chest, man. Yeah, well, I always get, because when they have to bring it through the doors, I always get, like, whacked yeah, with exactly. it. Yeah, but, but you know, they're, they're, making, uh, they're making good music there. Yes, and they're making your ride a little more bearable or unbearable. Yes, depending, depending on, on your mood. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, we've all got train stories. Yes, so, we if do. you do come to New York, or if you live here, uh, this app is uh, it could help you at least know when the train. Because I think they've got GPS on the trains now too, so you also get a better idea of yeah. when the train you've been waiting for will actually roll into the station. I live by those signs now. Yeah. One minute to the train. Okay, let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty accurate. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll have links to that app and all the stories we talked about in the news section today on our show page at optechjam.com. Now with more tenure music. <laughs> Well, as promised, we do have a security uh, theme to this yes, show this unintentionally. Security. It just happened. It just um, happened. But you, you probably get a ton of phishing and spam and things in your mailbox. Yes, and indeed. a lot of time, a lot of times they're very easy to spot. Yeah. Spelling errors, just stuff you don't do. Addressed to like, oh, I know your Windows computer is infected and you're like using Linux or whatever. So or bank like, yeah, accounts and banks I don't even have. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, this has been going on for probably 20 or 30 years when you look back in history. Yes, email. indeed. But there is a new new twist of the scam going around now. A new twist? I saw it myself in person uh, over the weekend. Okay. But what it is, it's the usual request for money. But what they do is they put a password and a password that you have used in the past in the subject header. So it's something like, I know what you did and here's your password. And it gets your attention because like, wait, I've actually used that password. 
And so that does kind of compel you to open the message. And then once you open the message, it's the straight up phishing thing. The basic setup is, oh, you don't know it, but I have your password. See here to prove it. I'm posting your password here. And what I've done is I brought into a computer. I put all kinds of spyware on there and I've actually hijacked your webcam to watch you watching porn and made a split screen video of you watching porn. And unless you give me $2,900 in Bitcoin to this address, I'm going to share this video of you watching porn on your computer with everybody in your contact list and your family and mother and everything. And here's the Bitcoin address. And so... If you're not a connoisseur of the pornographic arts, immediately you know this is a scam. Oh, connoisseur of the pornographic arts. You really are. Dude. You're on fire today. It's, uh, I love I, it. I, it was a busy morning. There you um, go. But a lot of people, maybe some people do, or maybe some people just like, I don't know about the porn, but how did you get my password? Because this yes, does, it does important. strike very uh, close to the heart. And what Brian Krebs of Krebs on Security, one of our favorite security blogs out there, uh, he looked into this because he was getting uh, messages from people who were forwarding this scam because they got, and there's variations of it, we'll change the amount or the Bitcoin address. But he said, basically, if you look at all of the password database hacks that we've had, especially in the past five, 10 years with Yahoo and Sony PlayStation Mm -hmm. and eBay Mm -hmm. and all of these big people who have been hacked, security breaches, user data has been siphoned out. A lot of times email addresses and passwords are part of that hall or people get encrypted lists so they can very easily crack, you know, do the password hash. Yes, yeah. And they can get this whole set of addresses. So they find the email address that this password is connected to and then they send it to this person. And I think there's an automated script that just churns these things out. So it matches up. It makes a new email to the email address and the thing and then puts a little subject header and then throws in the password that was recovered from the data sale or wherever they got it. And then it pastes in this very long message about how you're a porn dog and, and they're going to tell on you. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they send this out in mass. Uh, so that part of the scam is nothing new. It's the password. So uh, if you get this, uh, and especially if you're still using that same password, <laughs> change that password. Yeah, because exactly. uh, p- some of the people writing into Krebs said that, well, I haven't used that password in 10 years, but still, how did they get it? Right. And this is somehow. But basically, this is a clarion call to change your password regularly, do strong passwords, use a password manager if Mm -hmm. you have a lot of passwords that you can't keep track of. Do not use the same password for everything and just mix it up and just make them really like non-obvious, hard to get passwords or use security keys or two-factor authentication on your accounts and all of these tools that we kind of have to use now. To keep from getting hijacked. Right. And we're not Yeah, judging. if you want to watch porn, you know, go for it, you be but, you. But, yeah. you know, the, this whole webcam thing, some people put the tape over their webcam and so they know that nobody's watching them that way. But uh, it, it is a, a very uh, time-honored uh, sextortion, I guess, if yes, you will. Sextortion, um, I like that. Uh, but but this, this password thing. And as these database breaches happen and more stuff is for sale, those passwords they may be showing you may not be that outdated or they may be the one you're currently using because... Mm-hmm. What these scammers do is once they kind of realize, oh, this is going to work for a while till people figure it out, they will escalate that and you'll see fresher and fresher data yeah. and it'll look that much more real and maybe they change the scenario. So, well, it's not porn, but we know you did this and maybe, well, actually I do that and oh my God, they got me. So it's a lot of um, stuff that they're just spinning all of these uh, sources of data up to try to get you to bite. And I think some people have actually sent oh, the Bitcoin in. People. According to the Krebs blog, which we'll we'll link to the Krebs blog uh, on the show page, but but this is out there. I think it kind of popped up in mid July. Uh, this extortion stuff has been around for years. People have been trying to do that, but this password, putting the password in the email to get people's attention, is a fairly new move. 
Please, no one cares about porn anymore. Yes. So, um, so anyway, that that is our sort of advisory. Uh, That's fascinating. Scam, uh, I have not gotten that yet. So, if I'm you looking do, forward to it. Yeah, and maybe your spam catcher has, has tuned up that it's just going to automatically recognize the because once you read the message too, it's it's clear it's been translated from something. So I'm sure uh, it's, from a from a a non. English speaking. Yeah, I think, language. It, I think yeah, it's got a, a certain cadence to it. Uh, really, but um, but it but it's out there. It's and, out there. Uh, just be on guard if you do happen to get it. I know some people wrote in like trying to mess with the guy's Bitcoin or whatever. Or try try to to mess up the guy who sent it. A lot of people, if you just forward it to, or you can file a complaint on the FBI site, the Internet Crime Complaint Center, which we'll also have a link to. Oh, cool. Not much is probably going to happen with your individual case, but you're giving them information about where and how it happened. Exactly. As in everything, you need data to do something. So yeah, uh, that's a good. It's a good tip. Yes. So nice, uh, good Triple H. Yes. So so that's about all we have for the show today. Yes, uh, very security heavy, but yes. you know you got to be careful out there. Hey, you know what? It, it is, there's no better time to worry about security than now. When you got fewer things to worry about, exactly. so worry about exactly. security. We so, got to thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. Buildbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will most likely build it. Yes, they're very good at that. They are indeed. And thank you, listeners, all thank of you, you. Uh, new ones, old ones, uh, people who kind of pop in now and then just to catch us. Uh, just, touch we, it, just touch base. Yeah, 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 just touch base. Uh, we love you all. Thank you uh, for listening and uh, sharing your stories of tech with us on social media and wherever else you happen to see us online. Yes. So until next time, when we are back with more and hopefully things that won't scare Alkaiser here. <laughs> I'm JD Beerstorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Everyone have an excellent week. My home is my life Now my world is a day filled with night